Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Amy, and especially a warm welcome to those of you who are here for Soren's baptism. Um, I'm going to preach short so that we get to the fun part really quickly this morning. Um, and that's not hard to do because today's gospel passage is probably a familiar one, and it's only three verses long. It's that little passage from Matthew's gospel where Jesus talks about sheep without a shepherd and a harvest without laborers. And this little passage is this transition point in Mark's gospel. It's where the story sort of turns a corner. Because up until now, Jesus' whole ministry has been done by Jesus. Matthew's talked about Jesus preaching his great sermon on the mount, where he tells what the kingdom of God is like. It's this place where the merciful and the meek and the persecuted are blessed. He's revealed the heart of God's law, what's at the bottom of those rules. And after that teaching, Matthew's talked about Jesus going out into all these villages and cities and hillsides, and not just teaching, but showing what the kingdom of God is like, healing all kinds of diseases, freeing people from different kinds of torment and oppression, calming the wind and the waves, forgiving sins, befriending sinners, and even raising a little girl from the dead. And all along the way, through his preaching, through his demonstrating the kingdom, Jesus has been encountering this opposition. He's been called a blasphemer, a servant of demons, and a lawbreaker. All of that is what comes before today's little passage. And then immediately after today's verses, like a verse later, Jesus will appoint 12 of his followers to go out and to carry on that work in his name, to share and extend and multiply and demonstrate the good news of the kingdom, to preach and to heal and to free people, to carry on his work. And Jesus is going to do that in a certain way. He's going to send them out without any money, without any protection. He says he's sending them out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. And they're going to begin to learn that the path of Jesus is this path of vulnerability. It's this path of need. It's a path that will involve taking up their crosses and dying to themselves, as he's going to tell them in just a few verses. So today's text is between those things. It's this ripe moment, this in-between space, before the disciples get plunged into the compassion and the power, and the mission, and the death, and the life of Jesus. So we're going to pause in this little in-between space and just notice what we see here. And the first thing we see is Jesus just doing what he's always done. He's continuing to walk these Roman roads. He's continuing to minister in villages and cities to all kinds of people from all kinds of walks of life. But the more he does it, the more he sees these people the more something troubles him. He sees that the people are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And this image of sheep without a shepherd is actually a really common one in the Old Testament. It's the way the Hebrew prophets often called out their leaders for just utterly failing to lead the people. And it doesn't just mean there's an absent shepherd. It actually implies something stronger than that. It's not just that there's no shepherd around. It's that the shepherd is actively neglecting and mistreating the sheep. The one that's supposed to protect them is harming them. 
And the language that Matthew uses here has a really strong echo in a lot of the prophets, but the strongest one is from the prophet Ezekiel. And listen to what Ezekiel has to say about these shepherds. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatted calves, but you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak. You have not healed the sick. You have not bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays. You have not sought the lost, but with force and harshness, you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and scattered they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep were scattered and wandering over all the face of the earth, with no one to search or seek for them. And I'm curious if you've ever seen a human shepherd like that. If you can think of someone like that in history or in your own life. And I'm curious if you've ever seen or some of you have experienced what it's like to be one of their sheep. And this passage shows us that Jesus sees that. Jesus knows that. Jesus knows what that is like. And Jesus is coming to set things right. That passage from Ezekiel goes on to say, I myself will be the shepherd of the sheep. I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. And we're seeing the fulfillment of this text right here in the person of Jesus. The one who is God himself in the flesh has come near to be the shepherd of these scattered and vulnerable sheep. He has come to judge the bad shepherds and call them to repentance. And he has come to gather and tend his sheep. And then Matthew tells us that Jesus had compassion for these shepherdless sheep. And we actually don't really have an English equivalent for the Greek word that's used here, but it means something stronger than a feeling, although it is a feeling. The Greek comes from the same root word as spleen, and it's this idea of deep emotions welling up kind of from the bowels and spilling out. And it's a little bit graphic, but that's actually kind of the point, that this is a compassion that is on the move that is stirring up in the deepest parts of Jesus' being and is surging out into action. This word always comes with movement and action. And this moving compassion, it pulls the disciples into it. When Jesus' heart goes out to the crowds, or when his spleen goes out to the crowds, his disciples become participants in his compassion. Jesus invites them to see people the way he sees them. He tells his disciples, look, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And this is a different metaphor than sheep without a shepherd. This is a harvest without field hands. But just like lost sheep, a harvest needs to be tended. It needs to be cared for, and it needs to be gathered in. And just like sheep without a shepherd, 
this harvest image is also one that comes to us through all the prophets. It's this image that is given again and again in the Old Testament. The prophets had prophesied about this great harvest, this ingathering of God's people into God's storehouses, where they would be under his care and protection and made useful and nourishing and a blessing for the world. But what we see is that there aren't enough people to gather this harvest. There aren't enough people to tend it. The chief farmer needs field hands. He needs workers. And Jesus draws his disciples into that need. He tells them to pray. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Ask God to send out people who will tend and gather. Now we know what the disciples don't know yet which is that when they pray that, they are about to become the answer to their own prayer. Praying this is going to pull them even deeper into the compassion of Jesus because they will be sent out into this harvest in just a few verses. They have no idea the sort of risk of praying what Jesus tells them to pray. And there is always this risk in participating and being drawn into the compassion of Jesus. Because it is this compassion that stirs up and moves out and goes forth. It's this compassion that is always moving toward human need and human vulnerability. It doesn't shrink back to where it's safe. And if we want a picture of what this might look like from our news this week, we can imagine those rescue crews we've seen in Turkey and Syria, who amid freezing temperatures and snow, are going into the rubble. They are going toward the need. They are going into the depth where it is dangerous and where people are helpless. That is what the compassion of Jesus does, and that is what it does in us. And so as we let ourselves be drawn into Jesus' compassion, as we learn to see people the way Jesus sees them, as we receive more of his compassion for us, it might take us places we're not sure we're ready to go. It will take us toward vulnerable people. It will take us toward need and toward harassed and helpless sheep and toward neglected fields. And we'll learn to see them as Jesus sees them. We will learn how to tend and we will learn how to gather. We will learn what it means to preach and to really live the kingdom of God. And there's something interesting here because the disciples themselves are part of the lost sheep. They are part of the field that's waiting to be harvested. They themselves are also people who have been long in need of tending and gathering. And so we see that being harassed and helpless sheep doesn't disqualify them or us from what God is doing. And in fact, as I said a minute ago, in a few verses, Jesus is going to say, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Their sheepness, their vulnerability, their own need is actually what makes them fit for the ministry of Jesus. It what, it's what makes them demonstrators of the kingdom and that it really is good news. And we're going to see this in a few minutes when we baptize Soren. Because Soren himself is vulnerable. 
Soren has to be carried to the water. Soren has to have grown-ups speak on his behalf. He needs an entire community, this community, to gather around and shepherd him into the promises that are made and into the story that he is being written into. And yet it's in his vulnerability, and not in spite of it, that Soren will show us in this powerful way what it means that the kingdom of God is for people who are willing to become like children. He's going to show us what God's compassion on the move looks like. That God is always ready to pour out grace on people who haven't done anything to earn or deserve it. Soren doesn't have any impressive accomplishments to his name besides being super adorable. But he doesn't have something to bring and to offer in exchange. And yet that is how God's grace and mercy always works. It is always moving toward those who need it, not towards those who think they deserve it. And so Soren, like those disciples, is about to be plunged into this compassion and mission and death and life of Jesus. And then Soren will be a fellow field hand with us. We have many years to look forward to gathering in the harvest together. And so I want to close by just singing a chorus from the song we sang a few minutes ago. I want us to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers, even if they are us. It's a risky prayer, but I invite you to sing and to pray. And then we'll just have a moment of quiet before the baptism. Although we are weeping, Lord, help us keep sowing the seeds of your kingdom for the day you will reap them. Your sheaves we will carry. Lord, please do not tell. All those who sow weeping will go out with song.